1: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Cool Moses D. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom.
0: I still like burning bushwick, Bill. I think possibly the most. <laughs> that, that was a good one. Hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the muddied waters of freedom. Uh, We were only here just a few days ago, but that was because it was a special, and now we're doing what we actually usually do on the Muddy Waters of Freedom and and talk about the the week's events. Be sure, if you haven't already, be sure to uh, follow us however you're watching us, whether you're you're, uh, watching or listening to this on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Periscope, uh, Float you're on float be sure to follow us on float uh and uh if you're listening to this on a podcasting app follow us there if you are wh- whatever you are listening to us on go to our youtube youtube.com slash muddy media and subscribe to our channel and hit the old bell because the last thing we want is for you to miss out on a single solitary second of muddied goodness
1: first and foremost allow me to thank Casey Nether Campbell for the kava that I am drinking on today's episode.
0: And allow me to thank Aquafina. Aqua. Purified Aquafina. drinking water that I got at uh, Market Street. <laughs> That's a store in Texas called Market
1: Street. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. And this episode is brought to you by the good people. At Black Organic Coffee. That is Black, B-L-V-C-K, Organic Coffee. You can find them at BlackBrews.com, blvck And if you go and check out, you can uh, use the code M-W for free shipping. This episode is also brought to you by the Jorgensen, his best attempt at a dad bod. And we are brought to you by the <laughs> the Waffle House Caucus. <laughs> The Waffle House Caucus is the fastest-growing caucus in the party we think. We don't actually know that.
0: There is absolutely – I no one has disputed that yet. No one has
1: disputed it. No one has disputed it, so we're just going to keep saying it.
0: We're going to just keep saying it's the fastest-growing caucus. Par- d- name another caucus that's getting like several dozen people joining it every week. That's fair. don't say Mises.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that's fair, except – except yeah yeah except that one um mises, so
0: so mises may be beating us in terms of raw numbers but in terms of percentage oh yeah there's no way anyone's beating us right
1: there's now. no way anybody's beating us no way no absolutely not uh,
0: absolutely not
1: uh i'm loving all the hashtag team guy on left i'm seeing in the comments right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of, you can go and buy your very own hashtag Team Guy on Left shirt at the Muddied Waters store. If you go to muddiedwatersmedia.com and hit the little store button, there is a Team Guy on Left shirt there for you. It was ordered by a superfan, and uh, she is looking forward to wearing it.
0: An as-yet-unnamed superfan. An
1: as-yet-unnamed superfan.
0: I love that Team Guy on Left has become a legitimate thing. (laughs) That makes me, that brings me inarticulable joy.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, go, you can get great other merchandise like this shirt. And so funny thing, um, somebody ordered a hat that you and I are supposed to sign. And so it got, it got shipped to my house Um, and then it got stolen from my house, um, from the front porch before I got to it. And wow! So I had to order a new one because I'm not going to make him pay for something. Something, yeah, of course, not. Right. of course. So I had to order a new one, and then I found out that our neighbor picked the porch, picked the package up off the front porch to be nice, but she didn't have my number and has never seen me here since.
0: Oh, so, she so had, it wasn't stolen. It wasn't stolen. So I was trying
1: right. to help you. I, I, but that's not the complaint that i made with usps um, so we now have another hat we have two hats the one that was not stolen but just a good samaritan picked up in order to make sure it wasn't stolen um, has a brand new muddied waters patch added to it on the back and it is already signed by me And in a show later, we will be auctioning this hat off after Spike can get a chance to sign it as well. And it will be a one of a kind. It will be a one of a kind because it will have the Muddied Waters patch on it.
0: On it. And it will have been briefly stolen.
1: And you're right. And it will have been briefly stolen. And just
0: briefly. And how, how often can you get stolen merch that's been signed by by the two of us, by Spike Cohen And guy on left.
1: That's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, So Spike, I'm really glad that I did the notes this way then. Um, We are not going to be doing the black brews, cold brew, caffeinated rapid fire.
0: Co-Rapid Fire?
1: Co-Rapid Fire. Um, Because when I was looking for the Rapid Fire uh, segments, I saw something that looked like a good story. And then I decided just to make us do three stories today as opposed to a Rapid Fire and then two big ones. Um, So we're going to start out with the good one. Good. Back in uh, 2017, a woman by the name of Holly Curry ran into a coffee shop in Kentucky. Uh, Mm -hmm. She wanted to get her kids a couple of muffins, grab herself a coffee for herself. While she did this, she left her kids in the car, doors locked, and the fan on. Cops stopped by, made sure the kids were okay, talked to Holly, left, no charges were pressed. Everything seems cool, right? You would think, but no. A couple days later, Child Protective Services show up at her house. (laughs) And... They come, they decide to inspect the home life, uh, and Holly, who I'm guessing is a libertarian, refused to let them in without a warrant. Good for Holly. Now, the worker returned with a sheriff's deputy. Yep. Still no warrant. Holly still insisted that they couldn't enter. They threatened to come back and put your kids into foster care. She begged to call her husband. They refused. So... Crying and terrified, she let them in, and they considered this voluntary consent. Wow. Now, not surprisingly, they found that the kids were happy, not living in squalor. Everything was fine, but the caseworker insisted on strip-searching each child, removing their underwear, and examining their genitals for signs of abuse. Because when kids seem happy and not living in squalor.
0: Definitely strip them naked and touch them.
1: Yes. Uh, So the investigation closes unsubstantiated, saying that what Holly had done was a one-time oopsie-daisy. If they would have left it here, nothing would have happened. But the social worker telephoned telephone, uh, Curry later and said, If we ever get a call against your family again, bad things will happen to you and we will take your children. That was when Holly filed suit against the caseworker and the sheriff who showed up. Good. Now, they both claimed qualified immunity in this case. Of course. Claimed qualified immunity. But as of six days ago, a judge named Justin Walker ruled that it was clear that the government used an improper threat to enter the home, lacked any evidence that might have justified a strip search and violated the children's right to bodily integrity and denied them qualified immunity in this case. In his ruling, he wrote, I... Yep. In his ruling, he wrote... Act one, there's a knock on her door and a threat by the government to take away her children. Act three, her children are strip searched without cause. America's founding generation may never have imagined a cabinet for health and family services, but they knew their fair share of unwelcome constables, and they added a Fourth Amendment to our Constitution to protect protect against this three-act tragedy. This is a huge win for anybody who leaves their kids in the car and it's a blow to qualified immunity it it
0: it, it is until it makes its way to the federal courts That's, and this will be the this will be the tough one and i'm not saying that it's going to get uh overturned i'm saying that this ain't over yet
1: so, right now in in the article it's a reason article uh the link the uh link to the article is in the uh show notes down there they said should this be overturned, we don't know which way it's going to go. But right now, Judge Justin Walker did a great thing.
0: Yes. Yeah, because this will force it to go to higher courts. Right. And if this is the case that makes it to the Supreme Court, that makes them really take a look at this absurd, stupid legal doctrine. I mean, it's, a, it's unfortunate that people getting killed – and people getting sexually assaulted and people get which which in this case one would argue that the children were sexually assaulted uh but it, it, there have been many other cases that they've looked at it and said yeah no that's definitely they could have definitely decided that was reasonable that's qualified immunity sorry case law um this could be the one man this like could- I, I could i i could see i could see this making its way to the Supreme Court and them looking at a case of a mother who did nothing wrong and a caseworker who just decided to make her life miserable and sexually violate her children because yes. you don't when you say search their bodies for se- signs of sexual abuse that's not just hey hun take your clothes off that's probably there, there's going to be clothes on and. Them.
1: There's going to be touching. There's going to be peering. There's going to be in in very invasive ways.
0: In very invasive ways. Very invasive I, I, ways. Even if she didn't actually touch them, or or he, I, I, it was it was the it was a he or a
1: she. I think the, it was. I worker. think it was. I think it was a she. They just referred okay. to uh, they just referred to the person as the social worker. So that could just okay. be like one of my latent sex sexist brain things that. I just pictured it,
0: yeah it, he or i and I assume she as well for the right. probably the same reason right um it, it, he or she um even if this person didn't touch the children, there was some very close uncomfortable looking and probably making them you know move their body parts and i i mean it's just it's disgusting it's like it's it's utterly disgusting, and if it takes this kind of a disgusting thing to happen to end qualified immunity. Uh, or at least end it as an open-ended thing Uh, because qualified immunity has turned and, and, and um, libertarian Congressman Justin Amash has talked about this. It has turned into absolute immunity. Yes. So judges and, uh, and other government officials uh, enjoy something even more ridiculous called absolute immunity. Uh, Politicians enjoy this as well, which basically says you're immune period. Just, just because, because you're in that position you shouldn't have to be held liable for the consequences of your actions. Of course, um, but for lesser government officials and police officers, they had this thing called qualified immunity, and the idea originally was, well, as long as it was reasonable, then eh, they, can, they 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 aren't held. You know and, they, they can't be held liable, but then reasonable became defined by them. So it's, right. it's basically I, right. I was going to say immunity. that's
1: that, that's what it is. It's reasonable it has to be defi- if they felt they were acting reasonable. Yeah. So who's going to walk gonna in?
0: say they would right? Who's, who's going to walk in?
1: I was acting unreasonable. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Oops. I was acting unreasonable.
0: Sorry about that. Yeah. No. So I I I hope the cynic in me says. This is going to make it to a federal court and they're going to strike it down, and then the Supreme Court's not even going to look at it. I hope that's not the case. I hope that this makes its way all the way to the Supreme Court and the thing gets struck down. So that either completely struck down or struck down to the extent that now qualified immunity has some actual qualifications. If the one qualification for the immunity is that the person who's being accused says it was okay. then that's not much of a qualification. If at the very least it ended up having some qualified immunities to it, uh, has some qualifications to what could be considered immunity, some more reasonable ones than just "yeah, I think I did a good job, so leave me alone." Right. Uh, then that would be that would be good. But I mean, imagine we go through our lives, and often we forget that we are one pissed off public official, police officer, CPS worker, whatever, one who just decides to be a jerk to us away from having our lives potentially ruined. Or ended. Or ended. Or ended. And many of us who forget that will fall into this line of thinking, as we just saw with another story that we're going to talk about in a bit, where people go, whoa, Maybe if if they just followed the law, they, would, they
1: wouldn't be killed. Maybe if you and just complied.
0: Just complied. And these are the people usually that talk about how they're going to start a revolution if someone tells them to wear a mask. But at the same time, you know, if a, because I, I don't think anyone has told them that it's a police officer who's going to tell them to wear a mask. Yes, first it'll be the Walmart worker, but then – then something very special is going to happen after that.
1: Right. Because then the, uh, police are, that, then the police are going to show up and you're going to have to deal with them.
0: Then you're going to have to deal with them and you can decide whether to comply or not. Right. Um, so, I, you know, this woman was complying. She did. She this complied. woman in her own home said, get a warrant. They came back and said, we're not getting a warrant. We'll just ruin your life if we have to come back. Right. And so she even complied with that. She complied every step of the way and stayed within the law. In fact, went beyond what the law required. The law only required her to let them in with a warrant. Um, and so all that to say, and look what still happened. Look what still happened to her kids. We don't know how traumatized her kids are from this.
1: It's true because the government wanted to overstep bounds.
0: Yeah. Because he, some and schmuck or schmuckette, Wanted to ruin someone's life, right? Just because.
1: Now, I remember when I was growing up, and you—I'm imagining you kind of went through the same thing. But my mom would leave me in the car if she was just running in and out. She would leave us in the car. In the car all the time. Yeah, it was easier than taking us into the store to be like, "We want that. We want that. We want that. We want that. We want that."
0: I was left in the car with the windows down during the summer and, and I'm not doing one of these and I turned out fine type of things. No. Cause I'm not saying that's necessarily the best thing,
1: but no one even thought twice of it. Right. And Nobody was like, Oh, well they're obviously abused. Their mom leaves them in the car.
0: And if I am looking at a car with kids in it or dogs or whatever, and there's no signs of distress, they're just sitting there and especially if i'm smart enough i'll hear the car running and think i'm gonna go ahead and guess the acs on you know we we have hybrids and uh, we used to have the dogs before we back when they were alive we had the dogs in the back seat of the car and you know the engine's not running but if you get close enough you can hear them you yeah. can hear that there's an ac and right. maybe the fact that they're not panting might present a powerful hint that they're just fine. Leave them alone, um, and so it's just it's 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 just astounding that this was a situation. And the police had already figured it out. The police had gone there. You know, they talked to her. Kids were fine. Fan was on. They made sure everything was okay. Story's over.
1: Story's over. It's over. But then they called CPS, which. And that's that, well, I'm like, why? Why would you call CPS at this point?
0: Yeah, you know, qualified immunity also would deal with CPS workers. Yeah, and you see how quickly they go from, you see how quickly they go from, uh, you know, oh, we're just protecting and serving, to, well, I'm immune to this because right. just because.
1: We're protecting so, and serving, but you guys can't protect yourselves or
0: you can't protect yourselves against us right. trying to harm you because nana we we have immunity. It's it's hopefully this ends it. I I'm I'm I mean, not I am not optimistic, but I'm not, I am I am
1: I'm, not optimistic that this is the this is the case that will end qualified immunity, but it is yeah. a blow cuz everything we've talked about has been Supreme Court doesn't take qualified immunity cases. Supreme Court backs qualified immunity cases. Yep, this yep, judge yep. gave qualified immunity because he had to, even though he didn't want to. This, even judge, though he
0: didn't want to, we, we talked about right. that a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: this judge gave qualified immunity because he felt that the guy deserved qualified whatever. And finally, there was a case where they didn't get it, where they didn't get it, and I was, I just wanted to talk about that because. It was a good story. Oh, it's
0: a great story, and it's going to go downhill from here. But that's a that's a good story, and hopefully it is just the beginning of finally getting rid of this stupid,
1: the stupid doctor. Yeah. St- anyway. Yep. Speaking of other cops who will be filing for qualified immunity. Yeah. In Kenosha, Wisconsin, on Sunday, Jacob Blake was out with his three boys between the ages of two and seven when he stopped to help de-escalate a domestic incident between two female neighbors. Sean White, who was another neighbor who lived across the street from where the incident happened, stated that Jacob showed up as two women were arguing, told one of his sons to get into the car, which the son did happily, and then went into a house with one of the women. Rayshawn assumed it was over, but the next time he looked out the window, he saw Jacob wrestling with the police, who then tased Jacob. Yep. Now, he began filming shortly after that, and we have the video. We showed it to you at the beginning, but we're going to just – if you're just tuning in now, if you haven't seen this video, it's violent. And if you do not like watching anything (laughs) –
0: If you don't want to see something violent and infuriating, then just look away from the screen for like 30
1: seconds or so. Right. It's roughly about 30 seconds. So we're we're going to play the video now. And um, if you don't want to watch, turn away.
0: What we just saw is someone who was walking away, I wouldn't say calmly, but not in a frantic way, walking away from police, opening his car door. There were three police officers. There was no attempt to actually take him down. Instead, they just, one of them, grabbed his shirt, used the old standard technique of grabbing him by his shirt and then shooting him seven times in the back. So I posted about this yesterday right. after we did some vetting and investigating and determined that, according to witnesses, uh, he was there to de escalate the situation um, and put it out there. And we qualified what, what – I qualified what I wrote. I didn't say this was attempted murder. I didn't say that Jacob uh, 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 Blake did nothing uh, – Blake, right, Jacob
1: Blake? Jacob Blake, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't claim that Jacob did nothing wrong because I didn't know the whole situation. Uh, I didn't say that it was a good idea to walk away from police when they're obviously trying to detain you. What I said was that if this video turns out to be – if what happened – turns out to be as clean-cut bad as it clearly appears in this video, then this was an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and possibly even an attempted manslaughter. Right Um, Now, he is stable, um, but my understanding is that he's now paralyzed.
1: Yes, he... um... He is in the freighter hospital in Wisconsin, um, out of surgery. He's expected to survive and stable, but yes, he will be paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of his life, and he has eight holes now in his body. And remember, they did this in front of three three boys. Three yep. boys under the age of eight.
0: That were in the car.
1: That were yeah, they were in the car. Yep. And as you saw in the video, he was in the front seat of the car.
0: Yeah. So when I posted this, uh, we got a lot of reactions. Most of it was just as uh, angry as you probably are watching this. Uh, they were very upset. And, you know, this is another example of why qualified immunity needs to end. This is another example of why, um, you know, another example of, of you know, uh, uh, increasingly unaccountable police. That need to be held accountable. Um, that you know, bad actors within police departments that need to be removed uh, and and dis- and that kinds of, of action being discouraged in police departments and government agencies around the country. We instead got and, and and we got a lot of that. Then we got some other people who had a very interesting take on what we just watched. For example, well, why didn't he comply? That's a great reason that, or that's a great answer that's a great question and, and it, typically it's a good idea to comply when police are trying to uh, take you down although uh when George Floyd complied, he was murdered. just to put that in perspective, he did comply, and he was choked slowly while he lied on the ground uh but let's say this was a terrible idea for him not to comply. Let's say that his complying was the, you know, a blatantly criminal act. It is not the police's job to execute people for failing to comply or refusing to comply. There can be consequences, but they aren't murder or attempted murder or getting shot or even getting assaulted. And this is the problem. And so then there were, there were others who said, Well, you know, if you look, he has a criminal record and he apparently had some bad stuff he did in the past. Right. Again, it is not the job of the police to kill someone for that. And one of two things already happened. If those are on his record, he already served his time or he was found not guilty or whatever. Whatever happened already happened. And now he's out free, possibly on parole. I don't know. But he's free. He's out. And he has either done his time or been found not guilty, in which case, either way, uh, that's already behind him and shouldn't even factor into how uh, how they uh, they treated him, much less factor into them deciding to just kill him or try to kill him. Um, There is a segment of people who, when they see there's a few different things here. There are some who when they see the police do something, they instantly assume that the police are in the right and you will see it in how they talk. They'll say, for example, well, I don't want to make an assumption on what the officer's motive was here. But why didn't that person he shot do this and do that and do this and do that? And why did they do this and do that? I think that that person's in the wrong. So they're not willing to make Any kinds of assumptions about the person who just shot someone, but they are more than willing to make assumptions about the person who got shot. This is a conditioning. There's then another segment of people who, if the person that got victimized is black, they treat it differently than if they weren't. When I shared the Ryan Whitaker video of Ryan Whitaker being killed – actually, I didn't even share the video. I shared just the pictures. When I shared that, I don't think there was a single person who tried to make – I shouldn't say that. There were maybe a handful of people of the tens of thousands of people that responded that commented on that post. There were maybe a small handful that said – well, maybe we should give this time to pan out. Brian Whitaker wasn't black. There is a segment of people who when they see a black person being killed, especially by the police, they're either ambivalent to it or happy about it. Yep. Now I, I I'm not I think that the group of people that just make excuses for authority figures because they've been conditioned to do so is a much larger group. But the bottom line is that Jacob Blake was an officer attempted to execute him because he didn't listen. And that's unacceptable. And more than likely, especially because Jacob was walking away and not complying with the orders, more than likely, uh if it ever does come to it, the officer, we hope the officer will not go free, uh but If
1: uh, if history serves.
0: If history serves, then that's very possibly what's going to happen. And almost assuredly, uh, that officer will get qualified immunity. Right. For something that if any one of us did that, we'd be in in jail right now now awaiting trial.
1: There have been a few things in the comments about things like, you know, where are the body cams? Have they released the body cams? Stuff like that. What I read today... Uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, doesn't have body cams, but it's in the 2022 budget to add them. So you'll never see it. They do have dash. So there's no body cam. There's no body cam. There's no. no body. It's not that they aren't releasing body cam. There is there no any. body cam. They do have dash cam, but there's no telling where the. I didn't even see the cars in that video. Yeah, so,
0: I didn't. I didn't see a cop so car there. I don't, so don't I didn't know see a where or anything.
1: So I don't know where that. Camera angle would be, um, but
0: imagine a middle-sized because Kenosha is not a a metropolis, but it's hundred thousand people. A, a, what's that?
1: Hundred thousand people. It's a
0: medium-sized city. I mean, yeah. it's a legitimately size. Imagine a city of that size in twenty twenty not having body cams and not planning to have it for another two years, and imagine being an officer that knows that. It is a good thing that most people are walking around with an HD camera now. Yeah. There are a lot of things that we are being exposed to. And the reality is that there are going to be people who till the end will make excuses for it. The more reasonable among us eventually reach a point where we just keep seeing the same thing happen over and over again and conclude that there is a problem. And there is a problem. And it's not going to end until we get rid of qualified immunity. It's not going to end until there are body cams on every officer. It's not going to end until we demilitarize the police, both in their equipment and their training. It's not going to end until the the decision-making power is back in the hands of the communities where those police are to decide what they want their police to look like. And it's just going to keep happening. Interestingly enough... Incidents of police brutality have actually slowly been going down. And when I say slowly, I mean very, very slowly been going down over time. It actually used to be worse than this. We're seeing it more often because everyone has HD cameras now. But it actually used to be worse than this. And many of us were in a level of comfort where – When we heard stories of police being brutal, and it was just a he said, he said, or he said, she said type of thing, we just went, oh, well, you know, that's a criminal saying it. We can't trust criminals. So this is a problem.
1: And I've seen some stuff in the comments about uh, people talking that he may have had a outstanding warrant. Uh, He may have had an outstanding warrant again again no i agree i I mean i agree um
0: and i I do believe that's the case my understanding i i I believe when i when i when i did the research i believe what they said was that when they were uh you know when they got there they saw that he was de-escalating things they uh they ran everyone's information saw that he had a a bench warrant for some for something uh and uh And then he tried to walk away again, trying to walk away from police officers is not a capital offense. He was obviously any level of force is supposed to be used in proportion to the force being given against them. If someone walks away from you, if you say, hey, you, I know you, you did something bad. You get back here and the person walks away from you. You can't tase them. And you certainly can't shoot them. This is not the movies where the police go, stop or I'll shoot. That's not actually legal and has never been. You can't shoot someone for running away, certainly not walking away to their car with their children in the car. You have every bit of information about this person. You know where they live. You know what their driver's license is. There are so many ways. And and you you have their – you have their, uh, uh, you know, their, their, uh, um, their license plate. Like I was going to say, you know, know what they're
1: driving. You have their license plate. You have their driver's license. You have their address. You have every piece of information on this.
0: Person. There is was no reason for them to have done this. There was none whatsoever. And the, the the people who are making excuses for this, I encourage you to consider what would happen if you went somewhere and refused to wear a mask and were charged with it. And then in some other situation where you weren't even doing anything wrong, they said, you have to come with us because you once didn't wear a mask. And you say, that's ridiculous. I'm a free American. And you walk away and they shoot you seven times in the back. Did you're in that moment? And I'm not saying it's a good idea to walk away. Did you're in that moment saying, no, I'm a free American. I don't have to wear a mask if I don't want to earn you getting shot seven times in the back and paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of your life I would argue that it did not
1: the Wisconsin governor Tony Evers tweeted about the situation and he seems to agree with us
0: wonder of wonders
1: right he says oh I made that way too small (laughs) <laughs> while, we don't, while we do not have all of the details yet, what we know for certain is that he is not the first black man or person to have been shot or injured or mercil- mercilessly killed at the hands of individuals in law oh. enforcement in our state or our country. Goodness. Yeah, he, he didn't hold back. And then um, he also called for a special session which happened yesterday, I believe it may have happened today. It was today or yesterday uh, to try to push through regulations on police to stop excessive force in the police department. However, his quick response wasn't good enough for the people in Kenosha who broke out in protest overnight. Um, They broke out, they sprayed graffiti uh, all over a Kenosha County administrative building. Uh, Vehicles at a nearby auto dealership were torched. Uh, Fires were set at county courthouses and officers in tactical gear formed a line to protect a public safety building. Uh, I know that they lit some um, dump trucks on fire. Uh, Some garbage trucks on fire, depending on what part of the country you're in. Um, And I think a fire truck, which the irony there,
0: a fire truck and see, this is what happens. The police get involved, they harm someone. And then a combination of people who are angry and sick and tired of being victimized in their own communities. Not just by the police, but by a myriad of other policies and actions combined with opportunists who just want to burn stuff down, escalate things past anything else. And the answer is to address the root of it. And the root of it is that this stuff needs to end. Qualified immunity needs to end. If an officer has the authority to be using deadly force they need to have a body cam. Uh, and at this point I've spoken with a lot of social workers because my initial response, when I heard a lot of people talking about, you know, replacing police in most cases with social workers, I thought, yeah, there's definitely a lot of cases where a social worker would be helpful. Um, But what happens if someone's being violent? And I've actually spoken to social workers who said, we deal with violent people all the time. I've been grabbed by my hair. I've been knocked over. I've been kicked. I've been hit. I've been pushed. I've blah, 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 blah. And many of these people I was speaking to were women who are smaller even than me. And they talked about how men who were six foot tall plus were getting aggressive and violent with them and how their training – of de-escalation results in those folks getting help. So, for example, there was one case of someone who, and I don't want to give too many details because I don't. This was told. This wasn't told to me in confidence, but it was told to me by someone who I, I don't want to say anything that potentially you know would would betray who she was. But basically, there was a person uh, who did not a very large person who uh, was not getting their medication because of a snafu and paperwork and ended up going door to door uh, angrily demanding that someone help them because he needed his help. He needed his medication and he could feel what was happening and um, ended up, I think, coming to her uh, and becoming very violent um, and she was able to de-escalate it. Uh, using defensive techniques for making sure that she wasn't pinned down and then also talking him through it what he ended up needing was his medication and a meal and a shower and a nap and no charges were filed which is why i'm not giving more details about this and that person was able to go back about their business because they were dealing with a mental health crisis not I'm not saying this was a you know Jacob Blake was a mental health crisis My point is that there are a lot of times where things get violent because the people who showed up are trained how to escalate things or at the very least not de-escalate things and they're armed and they are given military training and equipment and the very second things go south, here come the tasers and the guns.
1: Yep.
0: And I will say this. After talking to some social workers, I have a newfound respect for what they do.
1: Yeah, and one of the uh, commenters said a little while ago, she works in the uh, medical industry. Mm. They deal with violent people.
0: Yes. Often. Nurses? Yes. And, and she and said doctors, she yep. would
1: get fired if she were to act out against it, so she has to learn how to be defensive she had, and, and de-escalate. Yeah. And de And then she said, "If I can do it, they can." And having talked to this person a little bit, yes, if she can do it, they can.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listen, by the way, uh, I met Katie, who wanted said, "Say hi to Dad for me," and uh, Katie Wright. And uh, it was awesome. I got to I got to meet Katie and I got to meet you, your, your you two, met two grandkids my, you, there.
1: you met my daughter before I did.
0: Yeah, and I met your two grandkids, Emma and um, Iverson. And uh, I think Emma, I think her name was Emma. And uh, they were very sweet. And they made a sign for me. It's on the bus or I'd show it to you. But they made a, a big Jorgensen Cohen let her speak sign. And I got to hang out with her. And uh, she misses you. She misses her.
1: She well, I'm, I'm going to have to give her a call at some point.
0: Be sure to give her a call because she misses her dad. I'm, but yeah. um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I it, it's <laughs> – many of us deal with situations. I've spoken to retail workers who have to deal with people getting aggressive. All of us have to deal with this stuff. And yes, if someone threatens our lives or something like that or tries to kill us, that's one thing. But – this idea and and when you hear people they'll say well you know people shouldn't treat cops like that you wouldn't poke a rabid bear would you no i wouldn't and i also don't treat human beings like rabid wild animals and i think it's really weird that you would compare a person to a wild animal it seems like you don't have a tremendous amount of respect for their ability to make smart choices on their own and and i agree it's right. not smart to poke a rabid bear or walk away from a cop no but that also the idea that police act this way needs to change. We shouldn't be talking about police officers using the same terminology we use with hostage hostage takers. Do what they say and no sudden moves and just let them do what they want and then hopefully they'll let you go. this is not how free people talk to other free people on a free land. This is how captives talk to their fellow hostages about the people who hold them captive and this entire this entire arrangement needs to change it needs to end agreed so we've got i was gonna say we have uh, yeah, so we'll,
1: i was gonna say we have like 20 minutes left uh, yeah
0: roughly 20 minutes yeah, yeah.
1: Roughly, so we can either do the last topic or we can take calls
0: Let's do the last topic because we can do another. We can do another supplemental uh, personal injury attorney, cool. Chris Rollins, attorney at law, anchor call-in
1: special if we need to. Sure, that works for me. Um, okay. Back to kids being traumatized. Uh, we were talking about that one a lot today uh, because life in the time of COVID isn't difficult enough, Massachusetts is adding some extra stressors to the world of parents whose children are distance learning in this article. For God's (laughs) sake. Yes. Several parents have received calls and visits from state department of children and families because many teachers in the state of Massachusetts are contacting authorities to report parents for suspected child abuse when kids fail to show up to zoom classes child abuse well obviously they're not going to school so why how are they not being abused at home that's what that's that is the logic and who and out of everybody who does this hurt the most lower income families and families of my and minority families yeah of course more more so than middle middle class more so than and then upper class this hurts Lower income where both parents are working or maybe it's a single What if their internet
0: connections down?
1: Right. What if what, – yeah. What if they don't have an internet at How home?
0: many times have we not been able to do a show because of a bad internet connection?
1: That we almost had to cancel this show when it looked like the hurricane was going to be hitting here. And I was like, we may have to postpone. There's a hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is just nothing you can do. Like – and I get that. But yes, they are now calling the police – To have CPS come to houses because these kids haven't shown up to Zoom classes. Most of the time, it's while their parents are at work. And either they're there on their own, just deciding, I don't want to do it. Or they might have like an older sibling who's either saying, you have to do this. And them going, I'm not listening to you. Or the older sibling just not caring what they're doing.
0: And the parents at work.
1: Right. And the parents are at work. Yeah. And they are just at home.
0: I can't even imagine if when I was a kid, if I had been told, Go jump on your Zoom call, I gotta go to work.
1: Sure. And Yeah. And as okay. like, I have an older sibling and a younger sibling. I'm I'm the middle child for anybody who couldn't guess that from the way that I act. Um, <laughs> if my older if my older sister at any point was like, You have to go to your Zoom call class, I would have said no, screw you. You're not the boss yep. of me. And if my and if I had to ever tell my young, if my parents were ever like, you need to tell your younger sister to go, I wouldn't do it because I don't care what she does. Mm-hmm. Love them both, great people, but yeah. you know,
0: yeah. I mean, it's kids. This it's is how kids. kids are, and and you, there's no way. The foster care agencies. This is.
1: Yep. Now. We There's
0: have, no other way to handle that. There's no other way to handle truancy than well. I guess there is. Uh, Kamala Harris, her way of handling truancy was just throw the parents in prison and then put the kids in foster care.
1: Which that's what they're doing here. They're throwing the kid, the parents in prison.
0: This is the Kamala Harris school of how to deal with truancy,
1: right? Which is why I titled zoom
0: this. zoom truancy
1: zoom truancy because you're not showing up to your classes on the computer when you're on the internet. Like yeah. one of the one of the examples we have is of a uh, woman named. M. Quiles, I'm assuming that's how you say her name, mm-hmm. she has a seven-year-old who was missed, who had missed a bunch of classes and homework assignments because his older brother wasn't setting him up on the computer.
0: And he's seven.
1: And he's seven. Yeah. And he is seven. Uh, another woman was a Spanish-speaking immigrant, didn't speak any English, didn't understand what she was told she had to do, assumed that the yeah. kid was going to do it. Didn't do it.
0: Just yeah. didn't do it. Because he's a kid.
1: Right. Uh, Christy Brodeur, a single mother of four, faced frequent threats from teachers that DCF would intervene if the children didn't improve their virtual attendance. Um, And so one of the times, this actually kind of made me laugh now that I am living amongst, my girlfriend has kids. So I, this made me laugh so hard because I could picture it. But, The 10-year-old was tuned into a Zoom class. The 6-year-old leapt naked in front of the screen. (laughs) And later that day, Broder Broder received a call from the Department of Children and Families who informed her that school staff had reported a naked adult male exposing himself on the computer.
0: There is no way that they thought a 6-year-old was a naked adult that no i know that that's what they said that's what they but there's said there's no way that they actually thought that there's no way
1: I mean, there there is no way there is no way they thought a 6 year old kid was an adult male
0: i mean unless he's some kind of mutant
1: i mean good for him <laughs>
0: Really, though? I mean, if you're already that hairy and everything, that I mean, it's only going to go downhill. You're going to look like a Sasquatch. No, there's clearly no way. This wasn't a 12-year-old. This was a A 6-year-old. There's not a shot in hell that they actually seriously thought that a a 6-year-old kid was an adult male.
1: And luckily, nothing did come of that case because they came in and they are like, oh, there's a 6-year-old here. That makes perfect sense. Um, But, you know, in other cases, these parents either – just dealing with CPS because you need that stress when you're going through the quarantines, you're wondering if you're going to be keeping your job, if you're going to be furloughed, if you're going to be fired, if you're going to have to live on whatever your state pays, um, Mm. whatever your state pays in unemployment, you know, whatever. You don't need the stress of CPS coming in. You come home. I guarantee your house is trashed. Guarantee it. Kids destroyed it while you were at work. And then you come back and CPS is knocking on the door to be like, oh, well, we have to see what you have in the fridges. And if it's anything like the Holly Curry case, uh, now we need to make sure that you're not sexually abusing these children. So all of it just needs to be like CPS should not be involved in these cases unless there is actual proof of.
0: There needs to be more than what they go on. Yes, they them not showing up to Zoom calls—flimsiest of things. Not showing up to a Zoom call. There's a thousand reasons that could be happening. There's so many, so many reasons that that could be happening. Maybe if you went on, if you know, weeks went by that they weren't on Zoom calls or something. Have the school contact them. Yeah, there's a novel idea. And this would be like if someone didn't show up to work, so I called the police instead of just calling them. Why wouldn't you have the school contact them and say, "Hey, is there any way we can help here? Is there a problem?" I mean, I could see a scenario in which C- CPS or some agency gets involved because of just you know I utter refusal to cooperate in any way. You know, that goes on for weeks and months or something like that. Missed a few Zoom calls and no follow up from the school to see what's going on. In in the case of the of the Spanish of the Spanish speaking immigrant, one person calling. And speaking Spanish and saying, "Hey, what's the what's the story?" And mm-hmm. they go, "I didn't know how to do it." Okay, well here, here's some Spanish instructions on how to do it. Like that's this is the kind of stuff that just, I mean, it's it's a different level of a different version of de-escalation. Like mm-hmm. com- just apply some common sense. Stop. Treating everyone like a suspected criminal and 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 presume a little bit of innocence here and show some grace because more often more likely than not it's something that has nothing to do with any kind of malfeasant intent it's just probably like you know, like you said, they're at work, the oldest kid isn't helping the youngest kid they, you know it's it's nonsense well, I, I need to know what you're laughing at.
1: Uh, Alexis Poole said my son flashed the screen yesterday because he was asking what the pimple on the cat was. I said it was his nipples. And he said, like mine and lifted his shirt to his class and teacher. And then she said, stuff happens.
0: This is kids. This is kids. Like who here remembers being a six or seven year old. That, I can't even imagine being a kid now. No, no the stuff. We did Because we didn't even understand our bodies, we certainly didn't understand the gravity of it. Which is why, when people, how people are at three and four and five and six and seven and eight, are the very reason why pedophilia is so disgusting. Because we don't even know what our bodies are. Right. We're just figuring this stuff out, and and to then when a kid does do something stupid, and they you know. Is this sexual abuse? No, the kid is a kid. He's like doesn't even understand his butt. The stuff we did. We were five and six. Like, it's like perfect example, you know, lifting up shirts and pulling down our pants and stuff. We're
1: kids. I so my my like I said, my girlfriend, super fan Sarah Andrag, she has um she has a two she has two boys, a six year old and a four-year-old. Yeah. They do not enjoy clothing yeah at all at all they, none of us did no
0: i they, don't now yeah they, as everyone knows
1: <laughs> i was gonna say you and alexis's son have a lot in common i'm
0: the I'm 38 year old version of alexis's son yeah. i don't like clothing now right when uh, people see me out and i'm all dressed up at these events and stuff like that that is Not my natural habitat. My natural habitat is not safe for work.
1: His natural habitat, from what I've seen anyway, looks a lot more like what I look like, except his is normally normally like this.
0: Like down here, yeah. Yeah. If that, if I'm wearing clothes. (laughs) Right. That's my clothed natural habitat. No, I mean these are kids. These are kids and they're being criminalized because they're kids and there isn't a single one of us – who at six understood the gravity of our bodies and our sexuality and all of that stuff. If we did, then there wouldn't be a problem with the age of consent. That's the very reason that it's so disgusting to do that because we have no idea what's even going on. We don't have any – forget just the – not to mention also the, the, the power imbalance there. But it's the fact that not only is there that power imbalance, we don't even understand what's going on. We have no we have no concept of it. We're we're a decade before puberty. Like we're 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 just figuring stuff out. We're just beginning to even understand what this stuff is. And to then, you know, criminalize them like that in a Zoom because they, you know, took their shirt off in a Zoom call or, or flashed the screen. They're 6. They're 6. Now, something needs to be done about it. I'm not saying the kids should just be running around naked or whatever but there's a way to handle that. That's and it's not to criminalize them or assume that the parents are sexually abusing them or whatever. Use a little grace and a little bit of common sense and figure out what the issue is. Cuz a kid can learn, kids can learn no don't flash the school. You know, kids can learn just the way they can learn no don't touch the the hot stove. Like kids can learn stuff. That's how it works. You learn from your mistakes. You don't you aren't brutalized because of them.
1: So Weirdly, that was the end of the. That God, that was like an hour. That was like one. Yeah, it was hour. like an hour. Uh, do you have a quick campaign update? Since I know you have to leave in six minutes.
0: Yeah, so we have had a ton of fun. I'm currently in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, we had my my wife came in yesterday. Uh, met me in uh, in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, and so we got to we had a travel day. And so what we did was we actually just flew ahead of the bus to go to Lubbock so we could kind of just hang out together before the bus got here. Um, then we're doing an event uh, tomorrow in Lubbock. Uh, so far we have been to to Cincinnati, Ohio, Flint, Michigan, uh, Highland, Illinois, which is in between Gary and Chicago, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, Lincoln, Nebraska, which was, which was awesome. Uh, mostly because I, I got to to – I'm calling out Lincoln in particular because uh, because of how the timing was. I got to sleep for like 10 hours before the event, so that was really nice. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, so Lincoln, Nebraska, and then Wichita, Kansas, uh, where I spoke at the um, – uh, what's it called? The park there, uh, Keeper of the Plains Park, real beautiful park. Uh, tomorrow I will be speaking uh, in Lubbock. Then I will be going to Phoenix. San Diego, Vegas, Salt Lake City, Reno, LA, Eugene, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Uh, and possibly depending on how things are in Portland, I may be going to the scene of the fighting and seeing what I can do there to try to calm tensions down. If if we can, if we can make some contact with the, the principals there uh, and then ending uh, uh, on or around Labor Day in beautiful Seattle, Washington. And then that's just the beginning of the campaigning that I'll be doing. Uh I will after we leave Seattle, I will be planning a uh, a, a New York and New England tour followed by a, uh, a a big a bigger Texas tour of all the major Texas areas, uh then a Southeast tour. Uh probably some some kind of a Mountain West tour. Uh I'd love to try to get to Alaska and Hawaii. We'll see if that's even possible. Um and uh, uh that's uh that's yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot of campaigning and I'm having a great time. I'm meeting people all over the country, uh, all different walks of life. And I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. I see their frustrations. I see their concerns and their fears and their hopes and their dreams. And it all boils down to the same thing. They're sick of being controlled. They're sick of the Republicans. They want another choice. They want to have their power back. They want to have their freedom back. They want to have their money back and they want to be free because they've seen how a lack of freedom has led to the outcomes that we're dealing with now. So, Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, very excited. So if you're in any of those places or near them, if you're in Lubbock, Texas or near it, come on out tomorrow between six and nine. Uh, you can go on my, on my Facebook page and I have all my events there. If you're near Phoenix or San Diego or Las Vegas or Salt Lake city or Reno or, uh, Oakland. Oh, I forgot LA, then Oakland, then Eugene or Portland or Seattle. Please come out. I'd love to meet you. Uh, I'd love to get to talk to you. I try to do as much – I try to do anywhere from a half hour to an hour and a half of Q&A after my little brief speeches that I give, depending on what time allows. And uh, um, it's been great. And Matt, I have a boo crew security detail everywhere I go. I am probably the most secured candidate for the White House short of like the president and Pence, I'm thinking. I, I think I'm probably even beating Biden at this point uh, everywhere I go, there are dozens of armed uh boot boys and gals uh coming out to show support and to keep things calm and to make sure that everyone there is safe and uh, I greatly greatly uh, am honored for everything that they do and uh, I'm so thankful I love each and every one of them and I, I love everyone that's coming out and I love you for watching this so just uh just keep uh, you know if you're in any of those areas, go to my page, check out my events um, and uh, you know hopefully I'm going to be coming near you I'd love to have you come out and I'd love to meet you um so yeah, so that's what we're doing and um that's pretty much it right now yeah.
1: andrea uh andrea O'Donnell, his name is Aaron Paul, or in the show he was jesse that's the actor you're trying to think of when you look at me um is this in um, Breaking Bad? Yes.
0: I mean, kind of.
1: Yeah. I, so when that show was out, I got that all the time. People were like, you look like Jesse. Like my face was a lot rounder then because I was drinking. And my uh, hair was a lot shorter. So.
0: I mean, kind
1: of. I, I looked a lot more like him. Um
0: well, folks, thanks again for watching this show. And uh, I'm going to go have dinner with my wife now. But thanks for watching this show. And uh, tune in next Tuesday. Uh, we'll be doing another episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like this sweet little summer campaign bus children that we are. Um, and uh, we may. If time allows, maybe this weekend we may do a, a personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Aker, Colin, spectacular. Spe- that may become a thing.
1: Especially right now because your schedule is so out of – like we don't know when you're going to have – It's all over the place. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's all over the place. So if we put you know 40 minutes aside to do that, uh, then we may be able to make that work. So no promises, but we may be able to do that. Uh, but thanks again for tuning in. And Matt, I have a question for you.
1: Yes. If,
0: hypothetically – Someone were to decide that they wanted to follow us on this internet. How would they do that? Is that even possible?
1: It is possible. Uh, I would recommend going over to anchor.fm slash Waters, where you can listen to all of our beautiful episodes with our sweet, glorious, buttery voices. I I can't do ASMR with this. It's not the same. You can also leave us messages there that we will play on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor, Colin, spectacular, apparently this time around. Or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. We are also available on all of your favorite social media platforms.
0: Which you can find on muddiedwatersmedia.com. Yes. So thank you for answering my
1: question. You are welcome.
0: Well, folks, thanks again for tuning in. We love you each individually and as a collective. And we will see you in at least a week, possibly even sooner. And where we're going,
1: we don't need roads.